Just before the service, I heard Jen Courtney Keyes say something that's really interesting to me. She's an elementary school teacher, and she said that the Denver City School System has given them new uh, rubrics or, or directions for how to teach math this year, especially in elementary school. The goal is to teach math this year for elementary school students so that it invokes in the student wonder, wonder, not frustration or fear. Jen happens to love math, and she believes that that is exactly how math should be, should be taught. Jen has an ally in Jesus today. This parable is about math and how, if looked at in the right light, it could provoke a lot of wonder about how heaven works, how God works, and how this world could work with a little grace, too. The math or the payroll really matters. This is a story that begins at sunrise. The owner of the vineyard is there. The first workers show up. They show up early. They show up early as the sun is rising, and they stay all day until evening, which means they work about 12 hours. That's more than what we would consider a full day of work. That's overtime. That's a hard, hot, exhausting day. At 9 a.m., more workers show up. They, too, work from 9 until sundown. Then at noon, more show up. They work from, you see where this is going, they work from noon until sundown. Then finally, 3 p.m., not finally, 3 p.m., a group shows up, and the owner of the vineyard puts them to work, and they work a few hours. And then finally, the stragglers, who knows who they are, who knows when they showed up, when they did, but they show up and work about an hour at the end of that long, hot day. And as the sun is setting, the owner of the vineyard pays them one and all, and he pays them all the same thing, a daily wage. There's a scholar, and this is where the math really does matter. There's a scholar who says a daily wage is the equivalent of three to six days of food for a family. Three to six days of food for a family. And the last were paid that just like the first. The ones who've worked all day, the, one who's got the ones who got there at sunrise, grumble and complain about how unfair this is. Now, for decades, I've heard homilies preached on this very parable. And usually, the preacher moves pretty quickly, um, not in Episcopal circles. I've been in many other denominations. Um, usually, the preacher moves pretty quickly to scolding those who got there first and grumble because they just don't realize how, how generous, how good, what a good thing generosity is. But the reality is, and I really want to underline this, um, I suspect that most of us, I certainly can, relate to those who got there early. The fact that those who came at the end and only worked one hour, that actually is unfair. You know, I, I notice... Um, 
and, and some people on staff have probably heard, I know they've heard me say, oh, I've put in a lot of hours this week. <laughs> you know, oh, I've been going above and beyond for the Lord. Um, so they grumble about this. And the fact of the matter is noticing, noticing when we've gone above and beyond, noticing when someone in a business, a community, a family doesn't put in the time that we do, noticing that is logical. I suspect most, if not all of us, do notice. The problem is not that these first workers um, grumble and complain. I actually don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is that they don't realize that the fact those who came last and get paid just as they do the real problem is they don't notice that that's both unfair and fabulous. It's fabulous. Why? Because we know what a wage, one day's wage, gets you. It gets you three to six days of food for your family. That is incredibly great news for that family. And that leads, I think, to the other problem with these who work an entire day. The problem, again, is not that they complain. I suspect most of us would. The problem is they don't realize that it's fabulous, and they don't have the imagination to realize that in a week or two, or a few months or years, the roles could flip and switch. And if those who worked the hardest were unlucky, and events went the wrong way, they too could show up at the end of the day and need every bit of that wage. And that wage for them would be unimaginably good news for them and for their family. This parable, as several of them do, starts out by Jesus saying, the kingdom of heaven is like this vineyard. It's not literally this vineyard, but it's like this vineyard. God, God's presence, God's ways are like this. And so Jesus himself has already cued us before he tells us the parable that the owner of the vineyard is, is like God. And so the owner of the vineyard, after hearing the grumbling from the first who worked the whole day, says, are you envious? because I am so generous. It's a poignant and pointed question. I think in all kinds of scenarios, you and I often suspect, especially as faithful people, we suspect that God is going to act like us, behave like us, treat other people the way we treat other people. I think we even sometimes think God votes the same way we do, right? But the reality is so many of the stories and teachings of Jesus and of what he did overturns all of that. Our ways, our preferences should never be confused with God's. There's a great Mark Twain quote. Twain said that in the beginning, God made man in his own image and man, being a gentleman, has been returning the favor ever since. 
This parable pulls in two directions. It pulls toward heaven, but it also pulls toward earth. I know the opening collect counsels us not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. But the earthly things in this parable matter and matter immensely. Jesus is talking about wages. Jesus is talking about food. Jesus is talking about having all that they need to live and flourish. And so this parable should invite us not only to contemplate heaven and God's ways, but contemplate how wages and food work in our society. We should always be thinking about what does a wage get another person? And that's why conversations and thoughts about what a living wage is are always urgent and even biblical. We'll pray in a moment that God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think that too is an invitation in this parable to imagine ways in which you and I can really be more generous especially if we own businesses, if we're employers, if we oversee people, to pay close attention to how we can be generous and how what one one person receives in a wage, what it actually gets them. I remember once hearing a preacher give really pious and bad advice to a family that was struggling. The details don't matter so much. You can easily imagine them. Um, And I shared that with my dad. And I'll never forget my dad said about that preacher, he's so heavenly minded, he's no earthly good. (laughs) And I think the invitation in this parable is to be both.